1: I'm Lisa Salters in Seattle, where both the Eagles and the Seahawks are dealing with uncertainty at quarterback. Jalen Hurts developed what coach Nick Sirianni called flu-like symptoms over the weekend. He missed practice Saturday and flew to Seattle separately from his teammates to keep them from catching whatever he has. For Seattle, Geno Smith will test out his mobility pregame as he tries to return from that groin injury that he suffered 11 days ago in practice. Drew Locke would get his second consecutive start if Smith is out. Now it's time for Around the Horn.
2: Well, Lisa, I thank you. <laughs> Today the Bills dog walking the Cowboys. Oh, Tim Kalishaw's here. A week after giving Dak MVP. Yep. Oh no. Tonight the Eagles at 10 and 3, and all those questions at quarterback making a huge defensive move, what that means. And the closest Hail Mary I think we've ever seen, but no! And the butterfly effect that has going forward. Buy or sell next. No, not quite full of grace. Not quite full of grace. Tim,
3: your Jack column was a Hail Mary. Missed
2: by that much. T- can I explain? Can I explain? <laughs> Buffalo Bills are coming together, and it is a sight to behold, but still, not in the playoffs. They are the nine seed right now. Work to be done for Buffalo. At the same time, Dallas was the one that actually clinched a playoff spot in the loss. I said dog walk. Buffalo stole Dallas's identity in this one. And Tim Kalishaw is here. We start with your Cowboys, Timmy. They're getting killed today. Is it just the first loss in over a month for them or something more?
1: It's something more, Tony, and let me explain. As, as you know, I said if the season ended today, Dak would be the MVP. It turns out the season wasn't over. It turns out it ended in Buffalo Sunday. No, I'm not sure it did that either. But here's the problem. When the Cowboys lose on the road, they tend to lose big. They tend to get overwhelmed. They look like the other team is way more physical, whether it's San Francisco, whether it's Buffalo, and now they're back to where they were two years ago Missing one defensive tackle, Jonathan Hankins, and all of a sudden, a team can rush for 266 yards against them. Just run it all day. No worries about a Josh Allen interception when he only has 15 passing attempts. No worries about the Cowboys' pass rush when the team runs the ball. Now they're going to go play Miami, which has been a better running team than Buffalo. So has Detroit the week after. They're going to have to fix a lot of problems just to... Get back to where they thought they were. But what they've really done also is let the Eagles off the hook. The Eagles can lose tonight, and sure. they're still going still to so win the East. everything that uh, happened in, in October
2: record. and November doesn't matter now because it's December, and you're seeing a team that once again underwhelms?
1: They've won three road games all year. They beat the Giants opening night. They beat Carolina, and they beat the Chargers by a field goal. They've lost all their other road games. They can't play on the road. Mm, concern
2: not a panic button for Kalashoff. Bill Plasky, to you on what you saw from the Cowboys.
0: Well, I don't know what I saw from the Cowboys. I see the whole nation going crazy about the Cowboys. How about the Buffalo Bills? Mm-hmm. I was watching the Bills. <laughs> the Bills can win the AFC. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've come together since Joe Brady took over. Uh, James Cook is 144 yards from scrimmage. He's second in the league in the yards from scrimmage right now. Their offensive line has been together the entire season for the first time. They missed only 27. Of 894 snaps. So they've been playing together. They're robbing huge holes in for the, for the, the defense. They've held Jamar Chase down. They've held C- CeeDee Lamb down. They've okay. held A.J. Brown down. They've held Tyreek Hill down. They've, they've done this, this. they were building toward this momentum is coming. Bills and Mafia is going to be there.
2: Mm-hmm. So your headline is the Bills can win the AFC, yet they're yes. not in the playoffs. Frank, I sold it to you. <laughs> Was this more about the Cowboys or Bills?
3: I thought it was shocking what the Cowboys looked like. I mean, they got bullied around that field. It reminded me of Bill on this show the way I uh, bully him around offensively, ran the <laughs> ball right down <laughs> there. throat <laughs> defensively, they stopped him. and you know, the, Buffalo played the perfect outdoor cold weather game. obviously could be a, the weather could be a lot worse than Buffalo. And to Tim's point, if Dallas can't win on the road, I mean, if you're looking at them playing a January game maybe in Philadelphia to really give them that much chance, they look completely out of their element. And Josh Allen didn't make any mistake. And if you can run the ball like that, Buffalo's going to be tough. Remember last year, they were heading the wrong way. Right now, to Bill's point, Buffalo's trending in the right direction. Marcel (laughs) Louis-Jacques.
4: Apparently, Highmark Stadium or the Ralph, as my fans in Western New York know, it's where hot takes go to die. I thought the Dolphins had the best offense the league's ever seen, and they go into (laughs) Highmark Stadium and they get stomped out. Tim thinks Dak is the MVP, (laughs) goes to Highmark Stadium, and get stomped out. No, this is absolutely about what the Buffalo Bills did yesterday. I don't care what the Cowboys weren't able to do. They weren't able to do it because of what the Bills were not able to do. They dominated at the line of scrimmage. They bullied them like Barrett Middle School's blacktop in eighth grade. I, I think that the Bills were dead in the water like a month or two ago, right? They lost the game in the AFC East standings to the Dolphins when Miami beat Washington and Buffalo was on a bye. Then Dolphins had Tennessee and the Jets. Buffalo had Kansas City and Dallas. It was supposed to be over. We would be talking about Dallas or Miami as the AFC East champion right now. Shout out to the Bills for staying in the hunt. Nobody wants to see that team come definitely play
2: scary, definitely dangerous, somewhat unreliable this season. Tim Calaway, I'll give you a last word on the Cowboys. I know you looked ahead in the schedule. The matchups aren't great. What are they going to be focusing on this week?
1: Well, I mean, obviously they got to get Hankins back, or they got to find a way to stop the run. James Cook had never had that many rushing yards in the NFL at Georgia. You got to go You're somewhere really back in high school. you on that.
2: I haven't heard the name Dak Prescott come from our panelists in Dallas.
1: Please. Dak did not. Dak did not have a great game uh, by any standards. Nor did anybody else on the Cowboys, except maybe uh, Aubrey, their kicker. He's good every week. Uh, yeah, Dak. Dak was bad. Mike McCarthy was bad. Some of the play calling was atrocious they had 43 yards at halftime they got they got destroyed mm.
2: Mm. Mm. we've been horn will move That's on mvp ravens 23 jaguars seven and now top half of the board of the afc ravens clinching mahomes head shaking but winning and miami pantsing the jets combine that with what we just saw from buffalo again not a playoff team at the moment but dangerous marcel You were at the Dolphins game. You covered this team, saw that win. But watching Baltimore Sunday night, did the Ravens prove they're the best team in the conference?
4: I don't know if they prove they're the best team in the conference. I think they have just as good a shot as anybody at winning the AFC because there is no standout, bona fide top team in that conference right now. Obviously, a win over the Jaguars on the road is a little more impressive than beating the Jets at home. But the way Miami beat New York, is worth mentioning. And also, everybody talks about Miami's offense, right? Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, for good reason. They're explosive. Their defense, though, since week eight, number one in points per game, number one in defensive EPA, and also number two in total yeah. turnovers. They have started to match their play on that side of the ball. And if they continue – they got a lot of injuries right now. If they stay healthy and they continue at this upward trajectory – I wouldn't be shocked to see Miami come out of the All AFC. right,
2: the man who covers the Dolphins focused on the Dolphins. Bill, I'll ask you the question <laughs> I asked Marcel, though. Seeing Baltimore look the way they did last night, are they the cream of the AFC?
0: I see Buffalo playing at Baltimore for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Baltimore is a real deal. Lamar Jackson, how come we're not talking about him for MVP? He's clearly the MVP this year. He's unstoppable, but he's moving around in the pocket better than, ever, than he ever has. He's making smarter decisions. And how about that pass in the fourth quarter to Isaiah Likely? How about that? He, he, he looted a, the, a rusher, threw it off his back foot, leaping catch, 26-yard gain, led to the game-winning, the game-clinching touchdown. Lamar Jackson is, is, is all that this year. And the Ravens defense, one of the best in the league. And they gained over 200 yards after contact, I mean before contact. So the great offensive line is there. I love, I love the Ravens. Tim Kalish, what did you see from Baltimore last night?
1: I mean, I think we saw more of the same, and we also saw the continuing decline of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were 8-3 and three and were you know supposed to be getting that number one seed by beating Cincinnati uh, three weeks ago, and now they're 8-6 and, and and in tie a three-way tie for first place. I think Baltimore is going to be the number one seed. I don't think they're a team that I see going to the Super Bowl. I would take Kansas City or Miami and maybe even Buffalo as, as teams I would like better in the playoffs. That doesn't mean they, they can't, uh, they're playing much better defense than they seem like they should be capable of doing with with the roster they have. It's good. I don't think it's great, but but they're playing that way right now. And as and as Bill said, Lamar is is proving a lot of doubters wrong. And his one loss record as in, in the NFL is staggering right now. So they've got a lot of things going for him. I just don't mm. think they're oh. At the top. So you see quarterbacks. You see win
2: loss record as a quarterback stat. Very interesting from Tim Callahan. Yes, here. I'm sorry. It the is the year 2023. Years, and Frank Isola. Sorry. <laughs>
3: Yeah, especially when your team could run the ball like that, 225 yards, and you're holding Jacksonville to 75, and they're 3 for 13 on third downs. That was the difference. Baltimore, it's the same formula, whether it's Trent Dilfer, whether it's Joe Flacco, whether now it's Lamar Jackson. Mm. It's defense and running the
2: ball. Wait, wait, wait. That's Did you question. just call Lamar Jackson Trent Dilfer? Is that what I heard from, t- from Frank Isola here? Well, well, he didn't win a Come Super on, Bowl Frank. yet. So oh! Oh! All right, when he when he gets eight to nine seconds to throw the ball, those two passes in the first half, it's it's staggering. Flashke gave him credit for that right. pass to likely in the fourth quarter. That one was one. You'll hold your breath when it's in the air, though, that's for sure. One more story here: the Hail Mary that didn't. Darnell Mooney's drop. And it's a drop. It means the Browns get the fourth quarter comeback and the win to beat the Bears. They get to nine and five, and they're locked into the five seed in the AFC bill are the Browns good or as you see the ball goes for Mooney's hands again lucky the Browns are
0: good this is a combination of a championship quarterback with the number one defense in the league Flacco throwing for 939 yards the last three games the most ever by a Browns quarterback in three games he's got it going the defense has it going this team's got a chance to make some noise in the postseason. Wait, a,
2: a, a championship quarterback now or a former championship quarterback? A former, yeah, okay. former
1: championship.
2: He, he, still, he still has
1: the ring. He's doing doesn't the Super Bowl. Tim Kalashaw? The Browns as a team are good. They were very lucky on that last play. The, the Bears, that's, that's Moody. You can't blame him for not getting it, but it's right there for him to get and win the game. That's, that's
4: Marcel Louis-Jacques? And sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. But the Browns are definitely good. Besides losing Deshaun Watson, they lost Nick Chubb, and they're still right in the hunt of the AFC playoff picture and the AFC North title race. Right, solo.
3: Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's always ready to run uh, um, Kevin Stefanski out of town. Now they're winning, and you can't sit there and tell fans of that organization that they're lucky. They're thinking, "Come on, we're we owed a couple this. of yeah, these good batches, right and there. one
2: went their way." Maybe well. you're right there. I mean, it's. it's... Remarkable with the number of quarterbacks they've been through and nine and five is a great record. And then you hear Stefanski, Coach of the Year. But if Moody holds on to that ball, it's an entirely different conversation today. Taking a break, by yourself sell next.
4: Around the Horn is presented by Gray Goose. Viva La Vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of Happy Hour. And in part by Fairlife. Enjoy great taste and nutrition with Fairlife Ultra Filtered Milk.
3: It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com.
2: Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: let's be honest right we're a fundamentally poor football group right now we're playing losing football and um i take responsibility for that
2: did mike tomlin have to look off screen there to make sure they were playing losing football the the Steelers have lost three straight (laughs) the year in wide receivers so many low lights this pickens play where's he going news today a change at quarterback mason rudolph will start Saturday against the Bengals. Bill, how would you hear Tomlin after the Steelers' third loss in a row? And what are your thoughts here on the future? Let's be honest, Tomlin's a fundamentally struggling football coach right now.
0: He hasn't won a playoff game in seven years. I think he's been here too right. long. I think that the, Steelers, the Steelers
2: need a new voice, a new look, and I think they may get. you think they've underwhelmed this year or with the roster they have? Oh, yes. Uh, no, you, okay, you think they've underwhelmed. Uh, Tim Callis, how about you?
1: I don't know about this year. I don't think that's much of a roster and they're still seven and seven. This is year 17. He's never finished below 500. I'm sure he's determined to keep that going. Uh, but, you know, that that takes a man with credibility to stand up there and say, I'm the one who screwed this Marcel up.
4: Hey, wide receivers, you know, they don't act like this when they feel fulfilled. They don't have a Mike Tomlin problem. Anyway? They have a quarterback problem. Mm-hmm. Kevin, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph. They have a quarterback problem. Get a that better quarterback, be get a better offense. Are you suggesting receivers are going to start acting a little different? Wide receivers
2: haven't been prima donnas in the past in the NFL, or wide receivers exactly. haven't made uh, erratic decisions hey. even for this franchise. I stole Latio <laughs>
3: Maybe those wide receivers should do what Mike Tomlin did, look in the mirror and and be accountable for themselves. And with all due respect to Bill, you know, Mike Tomlin is allowed to have one bad year. Now, this has been a bad year. Five straight games without scoring at least 20 points. I didn't like the idea of getting rid of the offensive coordinator. That's a very
2: un-Pittsburgh-like move. But I'm going to give Mike Tomlin a mulligan before I kick him to the curb. My question is, did anybody think this was going to be a 10-4 and team at this moment? or whatever the no. numbers would work out. No, no. I mean, they're, they're differential. Their offense but it's as the is. way they're losing. They're going through it's a quarterback. It's the way they're losing. Yeah, so Plasky, tell us now, Mason Rudolph's quarterback this week. What do we expect? Rudolph with his throws, throws so, so bright. bright. Thank you. All right, Plasky. There we go. Let's move on. <laughs> Eagles, Seahawks tonight. Jalen Hurts sick at a game-time decision, as you heard from Lisa Salters. Although, again, in reporting, it always needs to be said like this. Flu-like symptoms. In honor of Marv Albert. Sirianni making a move on defense to make Matt Patricia the defensive play caller. Defensive coordinator Sean Desai is moving to the coaches box. Tim, for a 10-3 and 3 team in week
1: 15. Is that a good move or panic move? I think it's a good move. It's a desperate <clears throat> excuse me, it's a desperate move, but this is a defense that's been falling apart for a while. It goes beyond the two-game losing streak. And, and they're not gonna wait around till you know the offseason to do something. They know they have a chance. If they can play better defense, I'd see if Patricia can do it.
4: It's it's a panic move, but out of good reason. I mean, they've been outgained in their past six games since week eight. They allow the most yards per game in the NFL. Even their secondary said that they want to do their own scouting this week ahead of the Mm. game against the Seahawks. They're panicking because they know where they need to be and what they need to do to get there. And the past month or so has been the complete opposite of that.
3: I think Nick Sirianni's, Nick is doing it to give his team a wake-up call. Matt Patricia, by the way, was the defensive coordinator of the Patriots when they got torched by Nick Foles. And when he coached uh, the Detroit Lions, Darius Slay, and he was you know, reportedly mm-hmm, butting heads. Mm-hmm. Now Slay is out. I'll say this, though, about Matt Patricia. Just because maybe you weren't Vince Lombardi as a coach doesn't mean you can't be
0: a bad coordinator. And Bill Plash. In ten seasons as a coordinator and a head coach, Matt Patricia's defenses have never finished in the top ten. He's one of the most overrated coaches around, mm, Wow! Panic. This, is a, this is a panic move, it's a total panic eh. move.
2: They need Jalen Hurst to be healthy. That's all they need. Jalen Hurst to be healthy. Take a pick tonight, Bill Flash. Who you got? Can the Eagles get right in Seattle, even with the question marks about health?
1: No, I'm going with Seattle. The Eagles are a wounded team. Tim Kalisha? Seattle wins tonight. Dallas regrets losing yesterday. Marcel Louis
0: Jacques? Oh, you didn't ask me that, Dallas.
4: <laughs> nah, give me the, give me the Eagles. It's, the, it's a team that still knows how to win when things get tough.
3: Yeah, Marcel's right. I think their quarterback will be okay. I think the Eagles win That'll be the that. last
2: word for those two. No more reindeer games for you guys. Plasky Kalashashan
1: Showdown. Next. Here we go. Old school. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
4: Around the Horn is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour.
2: Bill Plasky, Tim Kalishaw, Showdown 1 is none of your business.
0: Listen, what I talk with Russell about it's none of your business. Bill, business or none, y'all? He's right. It's none of our business. But if he's going to make a scene like that, he has to understand people are going to wonder what he's saying. And by not addressing the issue, he's leaving himself open to a lot of wild speculation about a lot of things he's talking to him about. Mm-hmm. It makes it much worse. Just tell him what you talk to him about, and we'll stop
2: asking. Galicia?
1: Even if he'd made something up, uh, you know, and just made it something simple, then people would have moved on and said, Everybody wants to know. I will say this, and I'm not defending Peyton. I know it's hard for him to, to have a quarterback like Russell Wilson has this, this look about him of, uh, of unconcern, of uncaring. It doesn't mean he, he doesn't care, it's just how he looks all mm. the time. And I'm sure it drives Peyton nuts. And he I've seen that look before, and a there.
2: couple of panelists in the showdown, actually. I've seen that. They didn't challenge the touchdown. They didn't challenge the other touchdown. Then they didn't get enough. I mean, it was an absolute meltdown on about three different levels. We'll move on. MVP, Dak taking a hit. Who had him last week? Mahomes not getting any help from Tony again. Tua, a huge day without Tyreek Hill. And the two 49ers. McCaffrey had the three touchdowns. And Purdy was just nearly perfect again. Purdy says... It should be McCaffrey. Tim, does Purdy vote for McCaffrey? Tip the scale there.
1: I think it does because I, I think uh, it should, and I think it's nice of him to do that. I think a lot of people are wondering how much of this is Purdy, how much is this is Shanahan. There's no question about McCaffrey, what he has done for that team since getting there, running away with the rushing title, 20 touchdowns. I think McCaffrey's the leader right now. Oplashki?
0: This tips the scales for Purdy because who better to be an MVP than a guy who's humble enough, and enough of a leader to push for a teammate for the award that he so covets. He's doing an end around here. He's, he, he's doing an okie
2: doke. Mm. It's he, not the MHP, most humble. It's the Bill, do you think you're the MVP of this show?
0: Absolutely not. Oh, again, Tim well,
2: I'll have to take you for your word then. Tim Collins, take the FaceTime. No,
4: no.
1: <laughs> Humility costs Plasky again. Uh, have we talked enough about D'Amico Ryans for Coach of the Year? I don't think we've talked about it at all. The Houston Texans just got to 8-6 and six yesterday. No uh, C.J. Stroud, no Tank Dell, no Nico Collins. They did it with Case Keenum. They did it with Cowboy castoffs at receivers. And they did it because Ryans coaches, coaches the hell out of that defense. Derrick Henry, 16 carries, 9 yards. Houston is tough to run on. Stroud will come back. They're going to they're gonna make the playoffs a year after having the second pick in the draft. That sounds like a Coach of the Year to Ah, this is
2: another Coach of the Year candidate named on the show. Someone here said Stefanski earlier today. Someone had Kevin O'Connell right. last week. O'Connell lost this past week, and now everything's up in the air again. He's out. Ah, this was an important show for us. It's our last week of shows in 2023, and this puts a cap on the stat-keeping for the Tournament of Champions tournament on Friday. Here's our reveal. Courtney Cronin's defending champ she gets in. Israel Gutierrez gets in. Kevin Clark rookie of the year Frank Isola, no no shot most mutes though. no and for the fourth shot Harry Lyle. second and that is our field I got robbed oh, who did that who did that I got robbed around the Horn tournament of champions tournament is Friday where we, we- hope to crown a panelist I'm not here? in that show what are we doing here we'll see
0: you tomorrow Thank you. happy hour is presented